Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Hi. Hey everyone, I'm Yada. And it's me, Maddox. I just want to say that I really love and miss you guys, and I'm excited to see you all again whenever that may be. I love the online services because I'm able to worship with people that I know and I love. <laughs> Hi, Crossroads Church family. This is Mac. And this is Patty. We just wanted to let you know we was thinking about you, and we miss you, and we love you. Hey, Crossroads family. The Abbott family here. I'm Ted. I'm Crystal. And I'm James. Hi. Hey, we're, we're the, the Rogers, Rogers family. family. I'm Anthony. I'm Lindsay. This is Colton. I'm Colton. And this is Carson. And we're excited for the service today. We're glad you could join us. Crossroads family, it's Selena. And Brian, we're the Larsons. We miss everybody. Hope everybody's staying safe. We love staying connected online, but we can't wait till we can praise and worship together. Hey, Crossroads family, this is Christy. This is Kate. And this is Jeremy. We miss you guys so much, and we cannot wait to get back to church with all of you. Yes. Love you all. Love yes. everybody. We Miss love you everybody. all. Hello, everyone. We're the Davises. I'm Julius. And I'm Petra. We're part of the Crossroads. We love our Crossroads Church and we love our Crossroads family. And we look forward to the time that we all can meet again together at the Crossroads. Hug and shake hands. In Jesus' name. Hello, everybody. This is Mike and Donna Bond. We just wanted to Say hi to y'all. Hope y'all doing well. Hey guys, glad you made it to church on time. We are the Larsons and my name is Mike Hook. Nathan. And my name is Zach. We miss going to church and seeing our church family. However, we like staying connected online. But always remember to stay positive, connected, and healthy. Hello from the elders. Good to have this opportunity to say hello to you. We miss everybody and we're praying for the whole church and uh, just waiting for the day we can get back together. Love everybody. Hello, church people. I, love, I miss you and I love you. Let's have some church. Hi, I'm Carol Larson, grandma of the Larson family, and I'm happy to be here. Wish I could be with all of you in person. Miss hearing from you and getting those wonderful hugs in the morning. Hello, church family from the Brickbills. <laughs> love and miss you all. Looking forward to making up for all the missed hugs. God bless you. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Have a good one. Hello, Pastor and Sister Dummett and the Saints at the Crossroads Church. We just want to say a great big hello. We miss you and we hope you are doing well. We love you. I we love you. you. Thank you for all your prayers. Thank you so much. We appreciate each and every one of you and you're often on our minds. Thank you for your prayers and we love you from the Moreno family. I love you. Hi, Crossroads family. I love you guys. I hope you're all doing well. And I look forward to seeing you all again and worship God with you. Love you. God bless you. Hello, Hello everybody. everybody. This is Jasmine. Sister Kathy. Ashton. Julia. We love you guys. We miss you. And we look forward to getting together with you again soon. Thanks for staying connected with us. Until we get back. Let's, Let's have church in our homes. Hi to our family of the Hedges. We love and miss all of you so much. And we hope you all get to reconnect soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Crossroads Pentecostal Church. Que Dios los bendiga, hermanos. Es una bendición saludarlos. 
We give honor today to each and every one of you and to your pastors, brother and sister Demet and their great family. Amen. We are the Campbells on a mission with our new addition to Costa Rica, Luke, Samantha, and baby Asher. Hello. He just turned a year old this past week, and we give God glory and honor for what he has done and, what, and this great gift that he's given us. Amen. Amen. And so today we want to encourage you to lift your hands, to worship, to be encouraged today in song and in word. Dance today, sing today, lift your voice in victory because we serve a God that is in control. So rest assured, my brothers and my sisters, that our God is in control today. Lift your hands, lift your voice, shout unto God today because we have the victory. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let's have some church. Amen. It's church time.
And now all your sins are gone, and so you got a you got a new life. At 68, you got a new life. Yeah. You want to just lift up your hands and thank you? Yeah. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for taking away all of our sins. God, thank you for washing away. Lord, we thank you, God, for uh, your blood that was shed for us, God, to wash away all of our sins. We couldn't pay the price, God, but you paid the price for us. We thank you, God, for your love, Lord. We thank you for your blood, and God, we thank you for our sins being gone. God, we give you praise and glory. Thank you, God. Have your way in our hearts. Do whatever you want to do in our lives. God, let us continue to draw closer to you every day. In Jesus' name. 
Welcome, we are so glad that you have joined us today and we're excited. We are outside the four walls of the church today. Uh, we are going to speak to you outside. There are people driving past and uh, what an exciting day that we have to uh, serve the Lord, to live for Him. And uh, it, it's just exciting to be able to be in uh, this place with you, the sanctuary of where you are right now. What an exciting week we've had. God has been so very good to us, and uh, I am so thrilled about what God is getting ready to do. I want us just to pray before we get started, and uh, I want to just encourage you to interact with us today. I want to encourage you to be a part of what's going on, and uh, let God bless you right in the sanctuary of your home where you are now. Lord Jesus, thank you for our time together that we have today. Thank you for each and every one that has joined us. And God, we pray that you would bless and touch our hearts and draw us closer to you. God, we want you to get the glory and the praise out of everything that's said and done today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. So uh, today I want to speak to you on this simple subject. Love is why the church is essential. Last Sunday, we discussed love is why Jesus came. It's why he died. It's why he rose and why he reigns. But do you know what happened right after the resurrection? The church started. It was started by Jesus. Currently in America, there's this big debate over what is and what is not essential. And right now, I want you to do something for me right now in the comments of whatever you're watching, if it's YouTube or Facebook or live stream, I want you just to put in the comments what you think, one specific place that you think is essential. Uh, and, and I just told you, you know what my message is going to be about, so I'm not looking for you to put church. But I, I wonder if there's, uh, if you would put in there something that you think is essential. Uh, I don't know, are pet groomers essential? Are people groomers essential? Um, you know, what are some things that you think are essential? Put something in the comments right now. And as you do that, uh, I want to just encourage you, you can have some fun with that. You might start a firestorm, uh, so be careful. But wherever you post that, there's going to be people that agree with you and disagree with you. But while you're posting that, I want to just uh, take time to read this verse to you out of Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. It says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what truly is essential? Leaders agree and leaders disagree. Uh, most people right now disagree on almost every point of this argument, what is and what is not essential in our world today. So in the next few moments, I wanna just settle something, hopefully in your minds and in your spirit. And that is this, love is why the church is essential. Before you tune me out, please just give me just a few moments to, you know, before you just reserve your judgment, hold on. I know that many of you watching right now are going to stop watching, but you, you think I'm going to be political or I'm going to be anti-political. But wait, don't judge me yet. I know sometimes when people hear the word church, 
they automatically uh, think of a building or a place. Possibly it's the building or the place that they are most fond of, like the building that you see behind me here. Many of you are fond of that building. Uh, you know, maybe it's the church or it's the building uh, place that, you know, you are, were most deeply hurt at. I, I don't know, but I can tell you that most people in our society, the majority of our society, when they think of church, they think of a building. A building is not what Jesus died for. It's not what he redeemed by his blood. And he will not be taking a church building to be with him for eternity. The church Jesus established is essential. It was founded by him and it should remain in his control. It was started in Jerusalem, but it was not his will for it to remain in Jerusalem. We see after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we talked about this last week, but we see after the resurrection of Jesus that he appeared to his, uh, his apostles and he said in Luke 24, 46 and 47, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Then in Acts chapter one and verse eight, just before Jesus ascended back to heaven, he says to the apostles, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. I want you to observe in this statement that Jesus said that the apostles would receive power, power to preach the gospel in all of its fullness that would result in the coming of the kingdom or the church that Jesus was referring to when the Holy Ghost came upon them. In Acts chapter two, verses one through four, we find the Holy Ghost filling the apostles and those in the upper room and them being empowered to speak in tongues on the day of Pentecost. As a result of Peter's preaching that day, people were pricked in their heart and they ask what to do to be forgiven of their sins. We read that in Acts 2.37. They were instructed by Peter then to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then they that gladly received his word, the scripture says, were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, Acts 2.41. So the church that Jesus established started in the city of Jerusalem. It started in the year 33 AD by Jesus Christ upon the bedrock foundation of the text that we just read just a moment ago that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. That revelation, that understanding on every occasion after that, when people heard of Christ, believed in him, repented of their sins, they were baptized for the remission of their sins and received his spirit. The Lord added them to his church and the Lord added to the church daily, verse 47, such as should be saved. This is the church that Jesus established. This is his church and it is essential. Just being a part of a religious group or a church does not make you saved or ready for eternity. You must be born again, as Jesus describes in John chapter three, to be a part of his church. In the early church, they did not always have a building. In fact, they were persecuted by Rome and they had to disperse and they had to meet secretly, much like the church in China does today. We have only developed this concept of the church being a building built by our own hands. And, and we've put this concept into play in the last century or so, but Jesus 
uh, did not mean for the church to be a building or the traditions of men. Jesus never intended it to be a building. The church Jesus founded is essential and more important than any virus or distraction that we will have while we're here on the earth. You know, and, and, and I want you to understand this. I did not say going to church is essential. Yes, it is important. Yes, it is vital. Yes, well, I can't wait for the day that we can all come back together in the building. But I didn't say that going to church was essential. I'm saying that the church that Jesus Christ established, that is essential to everyone that is alive today. People are looking less to churches and leaders to help them grow spiritually, and they're looking more to other options now. We live in an era in which no parent will make a visit to a doctor's office without having first Googled the symptoms. You know who you are. I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah, you know. They'll, they'll Google the, the, the symptoms of their child and their child's illness, and they'll find recommended courses of treatment, and they will do everything they can. Just ask any family physician that you know. It drives them crazy. Google, and doctors will tell you this, Google is not a complete replacement for medical school. And uh, so you can't just trust Google with Google's, uh, you know, applications of what you should do for your, your physical body. You need the doctor uh, to look and see and to do the test and find out what's going on. And similarly, let me ask you this. When was the last time that you bought a car without researching it online? When was the last time that you bought anything or did anything without researching it online first? In an age where we have access to everything, more and more people are self-directing their spirituality for better or for worse. People always make time for the things that they value the most. Among people who say that they love the church and who say they love the church Jesus established, there can even be a real disconnect with those people. And I believe it's because they don't see the real benefit in being connected to the church. They don't see the value in being part of a church family or connected to the body of Christ. And they feel like they're better off if they're working out their own salvation or making their own path to God. When I see a lack of engagement by the people in church, it alarms me. It lets me know that something is not quite right. And so with the rise of online church and social media and so much technology recently, there have never been more opportunities for people to access church without actually being there. And that's a good thing and it can be a scary thing. Many people have told me now that they attend several churches online and they give to several ministries and, and that they don't need to just be a part of one local family, one local church. And can I just make a, a quick case for that? Can I make a, a reason why maybe you really do need a church family? Ideally, your church family would be the one that God saved you in and uh, the, the place and the time in your life where God saved you. But because of circumstances, you know, people have been baptized in Jesus name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And sometimes they don't get to stay at that church. They have to go somewhere else because of the work situation or life circumstances. Sometimes it has nothing to do with them at all. But you, you have to decide on a church family. You have to find a church family. You have to fit into a local congregation and a group of people that are the body of Christ in that area. And so why should you choose one and not several? And why should you choose physical people rather than just online experience? Well, let me first respond to the why. Let me ask you this. Who's going to speak at your funeral? 
Who's going to be there to comfort your family and friends when you are gone? Are all those online viewers, are they coming? Are they going to be there for your family? Probably not. Who's going to be there to celebrate the joys and stick with you through the struggles of life? If you attend several churches online and you have several pastors, there are several downsides and several dangers to that approach. First of all, you're a member of the body of Christ. God desires for his body, his church, to be made a public movement, to live for his glory and for the good of others. We read that in John 17, 21 and 23. God wanted us to be one. He wanted us to work together and be his body in the world. Secondly, I would say Christians are commanded to submit to the leaders of their local church. This is one of the reasons why I feel like people like to have a lot of pastors and a lot of churches that they're a part of because the pastor of a local church never possesses absolute authority. Whenever authority and whatever authority he might have is delegated by God. That's why in the Bible, Christians are commanded to submit to the leaders of their local church. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to have an online pastor, but does that pastor care for your soul? Is he looking out for you? Is he reaching out for you? Is he praying for you? Does he even know that you exist? And I would say, follow up that with 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. You see, the concept of submission has a lot of negative connotations and many Christians may be resistant to it. But submitting to the leaders of your local church is good for you. It's good for the church and it brings glory to God. If you don't have a pastor that you're accountable to, then you are removing a great source of spiritual protection and blessing from your life. Some people, they have multiple pastors because they don't want to have anyone to answer to specifically. Your pastor should be the person in your life that you listen to the most. And if you don't have a good relationship with your pastor, then it's going to be hard for you to stay connected to the master. Whatever keeps you from being submitted and connected to your pastor are the things that keep you from being in right relationship with Jesus Christ. Too many people look to self-directed spirituality these days because they want to decide what God would and would not be okay with in their lives. And this is the charge that Paul gave to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4. Beginning at verse one, he says, I charge thee therefore before God, he's talking to Timothy and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, Timothy, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That's what the preacher is told to do. That's what Timothy is told to do. And here's why verse number three says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust. They shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. I want to tell somebody here today that that time has come. People are reaching out to hear only the things that support their doctrine and their belief system and what they want uh, the, the Bible to say to them. They're turning away from the truth and they're believing these lies to the damnation of their souls. 
I just have to say it, Google and multiple teachers and preachers online is not a valid replacement for having a pastor who preaches and teaches and lives the truth and loves you enough to tell you when you're going astray spiritually. Love is why Jesus established this essential church and why he gave you a pastor in a church family. He loved you enough not to leave you out there on your own. He wanted you to live, love, and grow in community. The church is not just God's gift to you, but it's his gift to humanity. Jesus himself founded and still directs the church today. And we get to be a part of his body. What a privilege it is to be a part of this essential church. Let me give you just a few reasons that Jesus gave in the Great Commission for why you should choose one church or one family to belong to. Notice that these are not specifically referring to attending a church in a building, but being a part of a local church. This is what Jesus says as part of the Great Commission. He says that worship is a reason. We're stronger and life is better when we get to worship God together. The presence of God is amplified in our lives when we have this experience regularly. This can happen in a building. This can happen in our home. This can happen in a park, but it should always happen with our church family. The second reason that I would say that corresponds with the Great Commission is that we have fellowship. You can, you can learn just about everything that you need to know in solitude, but there's one thing that you cannot get and that is character. When we fellowship together, it fills a needed void in our spirit that was placed there by the Creator. There's so much that happens uh, with introverts and extroverts when we come together in natural and spiritual fellowship. Hebrews 10, 24 says, and let us consider how we may spur on another toward love and good deeds. Let's consider how we can encourage each other. Let's consider how we help each other. We spur each other on. We encourage each other to go further. First Peter chapter four and verse 10 also says, each one of us should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. The Bible, I find full of one another commands. 59 commands to do something one to another or one another. And the only place where such commands can thrive, where we can help and spur and encourage one another is in the local church. Yes, we can be accountable to each other. We can encourage one another. We can uplift one another and we can support one another. Let me just tell you, the local church is full of individuals from all kinds of backgrounds and personalities and ethnicities. And it means that you are benefiting by that. You're placed in relationships that will challenge you more than just friends that you choose yourself or people that you just pick yourself to hang out with. But being part of the body of Christ challenges you, amen, to get into community with other people that are not exactly like you. They don't think exactly like you. You've got to have fellowship, amen, with the body of Christ that will challenge you to grow into who God wants you to be. I'm so thankful for the diversity that we have in our church. I'm so thankful that there are a lot of people that don't think just like me and they weren't brought up just like me. I'm so glad I get to be a part of this essential church that God placed me into. The the next reason that I find is discipleship. Discipleship. So many of the things that we learn about God and God's word, they come from being in close proximity to other people. People who have learned those lessons already. 
truly becoming more like Jesus will only happen when we have examples of Jesus to follow. When we can see people that are just like Jesus and they act like Jesus and they talk like Jesus and they think like Jesus. Guess what? We're also supposed to have ministry. That's another reason why, amen, there's a church that's essential that Jesus established. Ministry, we're not just saved to be served, but like Jesus, we have been placed into his body, the church, to serve and to minister to others around us. When we connect with a, a church family locally, we're given many opportunities to serve and to minister to each other and to the community around us. God is working in the earth right now and to fully participate in the work of God, you must be connected with a local church. Amen, you've got to be connected to other people. That's how God moves. God moves through the body. Mission is the, the final reason that I want to discuss of why the church is essential. Amen. Mission is why you need to be connected to a local church. Being a part of something bigger than us should include more than just an offering that we send in. We have a purpose and we have a reason that God has given to us. We are called to be the church wherever and whenever. And we have this opportunity to be on, sent on mission to other people. And it can be exciting if you get into it, if you'll get connected and you'll flow with what God has for your local church. God intended the mission to be carried out by people working together, not by lone rangers trying to do it all by themselves. Mission is another reason. And I'm so excited, amen, that love is why Jesus established this essential church and the reason is love. He loved the world enough to establish the church so that people could be saved, so so that people could be delivered, so that people could be discipled and sent on mission to reach others. Let me speak to how you decide on a local church family, because this is important. Some people don't realize this, but this is very important. Let me start with the number one, the basic reason. The true church is founded upon the revelation. Remember Matthew chapter 16, we read earlier, is founded upon the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And that is where your direction needs to begin. That's where your decision needs to start. You need to make sure that your church family, amen, the, the one that you connect to, make sure that they teach, they preach, and they believe that Jesus is God manifest in the flesh that you can have eternal life through obedience to the word of God, which starts with repentance or turning away from all your sin, amen, and turning to God, followed by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, complete immersion in the water to wash away your sin and the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in a heavenly language that God will empower you to speak and give you the ability to speak. That's where you start, a church that believes, amen, Jesus is God, that believes that through obedience to his word, you can have salvation for your soul. That's where you start. If your church isn't teaching and preaching, amen, that truth, then you need to find a church that will, amen. It's not the church that Jesus established. If it's not built on that foundation, you've got to believe, amen, that Jesus, amen, founded this church. This church is essential. It's not a building, amen. It's it's not a, a, a location, but it's his church that he redeemed and purchased with his blood. Amen. Jesus purchased and he paid for this church. It's established by him. It's founded by him. 
Amen. Beyond that, I would like to encourage you to pray and seek God through fasting. Don't wait on finding the perfect church. If you find a church that preaches the truth in love and loves you and your family, then you've probably found the right church. They may not sing the songs you like, or they may not have the kids ministry that you think that they should have, or maybe a multitude of other things that you can find wrong with that church. But can I tell you, maybe that's why God is placing you at that church. Because when you come, it changes the flavor of that local body of believers. When you come, amen, maybe God will lead you and help you to help them in that area of ministry that you, that you feel like they're currently lacking in. Maybe God will reveal some things to you Amen. As you get closer to him. And I want to close with this. A member of a, a certain church who had previously been attending services regularly stopped going. After a few weeks, the pastor decided to visit him. It was a very chilly evening. The pastor found the man at home. He was alone. He was sitting before a blazing fire. Guessing the reason for his pastor's visit, the man welcomed him. He he led him to a big chair near the fireplace and he waited. Pastor just made himself comfortable, but the, didn't say anything. And in grave silence, he contemplated the play of the flames around the burning logs. After some minute, the pastor took the fire tongs and he carefully picked up a brightly burning ember and he placed it on the side of the hearth all by itself. And then he sat back in his chair still silent, still hadn't said a word. And the host watched all this in quiet fascination as the one lone embers flame diminished. There was a, a momentary glow and then its fire was no more. Soon it was cold and it was dead as a doornail and not a word had been spoken since the initial greeting of the pastor walking through the door. And just before the pastor was ready to leave, he picked up the cold dead ember and he placed it back in the middle of the fire. And immediately it began to glow once more with light and warmth of the coals that were burning all around it. As the pastor reached for the door to leave, his host said, thank you so much for your visit. And especially for the fiery sermon, I shall be back in, in church next Sunday. Rather than you asking, what do I get out of being connected to my local church? You should be asking yourself, what do I give? When we are connected as the Lord commanded us to be, we give so much to each other. The New Testament writers presented a picture of giving in our connecting with each other. Amen. You might say that you gain nothing or what benefit is it to me to be connected? I don't need it. What, what do I need that for? But guess what I'm asking you today? What do you keep with you in your absence? You not only receive, but you are a blessing to others as you give in this essential church. Who does it hurt the most when you are not connected? It doesn't hurt. I know it hurts your pastor. I know it hurts your church and the people that love you. But but you know what? Truly, it hurts you and your family more to not be connected. 
Amen. Love is why. Love is why Jesus established this essential church. He loves you and your family enough to place you with others who are essential in your life and your spiritual well-being. You are not alone. God has given you a pastor who wants more than anything to see you and your family make it to heaven. This is why you need to connect to this essential church that Jesus established. You need to be connected, amen, to an essential church, one that's preaching and teaching the truth, one that's living the truth, and one that believes that you can have salvation, amen, and grow spiritually. When you realize how much Jesus loves you and the blessing it is to be a part of his body, it should encourage you to connect more. What do I do now, pastor? What should I do? I know that I need to connect. I know that things need to change. What do I need to do? Can I just, can I encourage you today? You need to connect more than ever before. I know we're living in uh, times of crisis and difficult times, but this is his essential church. This is an eternal situation. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Last week after the the message, uh, we had a a man that uh, saw his need to be baptized. You're gonna see that today. Amen, what an awesome blessing. powerful uh, explanation to see the church is essential. Amen. It's not just about our health. It's not just about our well-being here on earth, but the church, Jesus' church is essential for eternity. Some of you are wondering today, what do I need to do? Now is not the time to pull away. Now is not the time to do your own thing. Now is the time to repent. Amen. Now is the time to, if you're shut in, be shut in with God. Amen. Drawing closer to each other and drawing closer to the word of God. We need sound doctrine. We need people to grow with in these uncertain times. You need to ask God right now if you've pulled away from him by disconnecting from the church or disconnecting from pastor. If you have disconnected, you need to ask God, God, have I have I gotten disconnected from you? Am I am I missing some things? And if you are, then you need to ask for his forgiveness and you need to get reconnected. He wants to fill you with his spirit. If you've never been baptized in Jesus name, we can arrange that. If you'll start right now by repenting of your sins, God will do it. Make a change in your life. There are so many benefits, amen, to being in a church family. There are so many benefits to being part of God's essential church. Amen. There are so many dangers. I may share those with you at another time. There's so many dangers I've seen over the years of people who don't get and stay connected to a local church family. They go ahead and do their own thing. And and I know maybe you don't like the flavor of the church or you don't like the flavor of the pastor, but why don't you ask God, amen, to help you connect? Why don't you ask God to help you tune in to what he's speaking in these times that we live in right now? I wanna pray, amen, for you. I wanna pray over each and every one because I know there's a great debate. There's a great argument over what is and what's not essential. Can we get together in the building? Can we not get together? I want to tell you that whether we're able to get together in groups of 10 or 50 or 100 or whatever the case may be moving forward, I can tell you one thing. I'll settle it right now. Amen. Love is why. Jesus church is essential. Love is why, amen, the church of Jesus is essential. He loved us enough to die. He loved us enough to purchase the church and redeem us with his own blood. Love is the reason, amen. Love is why and church is essential. His church is essential. Not just a religious meeting, not just a religious gathering, uh, not just praise in the parking lot or praise on the port. I'm talking about church, amen. The church of Jesus Christ is essential.
That's why when we come together, it's so vital to understand we've got to be connected. We can't just come together. We, we learn through uh, all the renovations and stuff that happened with our building just a year ago. We learned how important it is, amen, to stay connected, to be connected, and, and why the building is not the most important thing, amen. We learned that it's not just a building, that the church is more than a building. The church is the people, amen, and you can be the church of Jesus Christ. You can connect, amen to what God is doing. You can be a part, amen, of what God is making happen on the earth right now. So I want to pray. I want to pray over each and every one. Amen. I want us to be connected more than ever before. Let's pray right now. Jesus, we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Lord, we realize that without you, we don't have any hope. And God, the world is trying to distract us and get us uh, pulled off course, Lord, to do our own thing and to be disconnected. But Lord Jesus, right now, because of your word, because of your blood, we have an opportunity to be a part of your essential church. God, the debate may rage on in this world of what is and what's not essential in our world, but we realize that our eternal soul is essential. Our eternal soul is what we need to pay attention to. God, we want to seek your kingdom first. We want to go after your righteousness so that all these things can be added, Lord, into our lives so that we can be who you want us to be. We pray today, God, for your direction, for your leading upon each and every one. If we're not connected, help us to get reconnected today. And God, we will give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Amen. I want to encourage you to get connected to His essential church. Love is why. That's why there's an essential church, because He cares about your soul. He cares about your salvation. It's not about your money. It's not about uh, likes and shares. It's not about being a part of a building or a geographical location. His church, amen, is His body that He has purchased with His blood, amen, to wash away our sins and to give us a brand new life. Thank you so much for being a part of our live experience today. Amen. I'm so thankful that you're here. God bless you. If we can do anything to help you, please contact us. We would love to help you in any way that we can. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. If you are a guest or if this is the first time that you've interacted with us, we'd like to offer you a free gift just for connecting with us through our electronic connection card. Please text the word LOVE to 502-200-8425. Again, that's the word LOVE to the number 502-200-8425. We look forward to connecting with you. There are also several steps that you can take following today's message. Um, you can submit special prayer requests by adding them to your digital connection card or by simply texting them to the number 270-351-6060. Again, you can send and submit special prayer requests to the number 270-351-6060. And we are standing by to pray with you. If you are ready to experience water baptism in Jesus' name, please text us so that we can set up the arrangements. We can make that happen today. And we would also love to encourage you to read through the Bible with us in the YouVersion Bible app. We can read the Bible together daily and even post our prayer requests um, in different comments as we read through it together. Um, a link is provided in the e-bulletin and even in the comments here. Please stay tuned and or subscribe to our Facebook page, YouTube, and live stream channel um, for future updates and events. Please let us know if you have any questions or if something's getting lost in translation or if you're confused on where to look for our different services. Um, thank you so much for staying connected during this time of social distancing and we look forward to seeing everyone again. Hey everyone, my name is Ted Abbott. I'd like to talk to you today just for a brief moment. 
Recently, I visited the website givingwhatwecan.org. On the site, there's a simple tool that calculates a person's wealth based upon what other people make around the world. For kicks, I put in an annual income of $40,000 a year with a one adult household. I was surprised to find that this person would be in the richest 2.1% of the world's population. They would actually earn 29 times the global average. The tool also allowed me to see what it would be like if that same person donated 10% of their income. They'd still be in the richest 2.7% of the world's population and earn 26 times the global average. Sometimes it's easy to think about what we don't have versus what we do have. The truth is, many of us are rich in comparison to those around the world. Proverbs 22.9 says, He who is generous will be blessed, for he gives some of his food to the poor. While God doesn't say how we will be blessed, we can be confident that our generosity is seen as an act of worship to God. When you give to our congregation, you can be confident that a portion of everything that comes in goes to those who are less fortunate. We have been blessed, and as a church, we want to bless others. I want to encourage each of you to pray about your giving today. We are so thankful for the faithfulness of our members in giving back to God. We are grateful of the blessings He has given to us. We give freely today because we know that God loves our cheerful giving. We have a very few easy options if you would like to give to the Crossroads today. One, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 502-200-8425. You can give online by going to our website or in our Church Center app. If you'd like to give in person, please text us at 270-351-6060, and we can make arrangements for you to stop by the church and drop off your giving. We can also arrange for one of the finance team to meet you to pick up your giving if you're not able to come to the church. They can also bring you envelopes that you can mail back to the church via the U.S. Postal Service. I'd like to thank you so much for your giving today.